Hi, Sober Tribe, and welcome to the Sober Gay Socials podcast, where we have honest conversations about addiction and recovery in the gay community. I'm your host, Stephen, and this is episode six. On today's show, we've got Chris. Hello. And as it's Pride Month, we'll be talking about how to celebrate Pride when you're sober. Okay, so to start off, my pronouns are he, him, and I identify as a white, cis, gay male, and I've been sober for nearly three and a half years. Chris? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm Chris. I'm a cis gay male, um, and uh, I'm wearing a uh, today a white t-shirt and green shorts. And what are your pronouns, Chris? Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Wonderful. Okay, so as it's Pride Month, I am really excited as we've got so much going on uh, with our Sober Spaces. Uh, we'll be hosting the first ever Sober Spaces at Salford Pride's Pink Picnic, which is on the 17th of June, and also at Stockport Pride on the 30th of July, so come and find us there. Plus, following on from the success of our Sober Space at last year's Manchester Pride, which just for the record was the first ever sober space to be held within the Gay Pride event in the UK. We have been asked to come back again this year, so we've decided to create an even bigger and better space uh, that will also include a fully stocked alcohol-free bar with the support from the Alcohol-Free Drinks Company. And we also have some amazing events and acts lined up for you. The space will also be home to other Manchester-based alcohol and drug recovery support groups and agencies. So there's plenty to look forward to over the coming months. So what was Pride like for you before you got sober, Chris? Uh, Messy. Um, (laughs) It's probably the only way to describe it. Um, Yeah, my my Pride would, uh, well, Manchester, well, any Pride really, um, yeah, it was always the kind of the few days leading up to it after you'd uh, received your shopping. And, <laughs> and when we say shopping, we mean... We mean drugs and alcohol. Yes. Um, and it was very much... Um, it, I say it was a party. Um, it was just a party to oblivion, really. Yeah. Um, it, it was, I say, enjoyable. Um, that's what I thought it was. Um, but it's only when you look back and you just kind of cringe at the the mess the carnage the carnage yes you look yeah you look at it and it was it was just complete carnage yeah mine was a similar experience so uh, again i'd planned like the three or four days in advance of of what we were going to do over the bank holiday weekend uh and we always found never to go full on on the friday but nevertheless we went full on on the friday and then the saturday you just dog shit yeah. dead really uh, but then you, you still continue to take the drugs and the drink and by the monday bank holiday monday you just look an absolute mess and you'd convince yourself you're having the best time and in my mind my delusional mind i was having the best time but from the exterior perspective of it as it was i wish they just was an absolute nightmare yeah. and i think you also as you mentioned there you know the from the exterior you you know, you look a mess on the outside, but I think it's only later that you kind of look at the in, internal stuff. Yeah, and, and you realise you're just as messed just, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very much, very much, yeah. So what was your first Pride like when you got sober? What what experience was that like yeah, for you? Yeah, my first Pride, um, uh, firstly, I, I guess what I'd say is that I didn't go straight into kind of Pride season, as it were, uh, when I got uh, got clean and sober. Um, I you just went into season. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I, I had to prioritize my recovery. Um, so it was very much, I think the, the first time I, I went to pride, it was, um, it, it, it was enjoyable. I went to see the parade. Um, I kept it kind of low key. Um, and 
it, it, was, it was also unplanned because kind of after the parade, obviously my friends are there. We had a really good time. You know, I bought tickets and went to, um, then went into the village, which I hadn't planned on doing, yeah. but, but I had a, a really enjoyable time. But I also knew when I'd had enough. And, you know, obviously daytime is fairly, um, yeah, I won't say it's sober, but, it, yeah. you know, it, it's a nice environment, friendly environment. It's not got as messy as what it does. Around exactly. Rogue. And I think as, as, as the evening goes on, especially like the Saturday, um, you know, by seven, eight o'clock, you know, I, I was kind of done, you know, other, other people should have probably stopped at that point, but they all carried on. And, and you know, it's just like, yeah, I, I've had enough. I've enjoyed myself, and I know when I can kind of leave and go, yeah, that, that was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah, no, I had a completely different experience really? than that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it, it was awful, really. Uh, I wasn't planned. I didn't, I had not planned for it. I, I just, because I didn't know what to expect, there was no planning involved, really. I just mm. thought I was going to go in there and have a nice time. Um and I went in with all the expectations of having a fabulous pride and being in with my community. And I never felt more out of an outsider from okay. my community whilst I was in there. Um, and at, in the end, so when I left, I'd left feeling deflated, which was a shame, really. I'd gone in to, to see my friends. It took me 25 minutes to get from the gate to eventually find them. Yeah. When I'd found them, they were well and truly drunk <laughs> and they're probably taking something else as well and so i'm trying to have a conversation with them and they're just like staring blankly at yeah. me smiling with his eyes rolling back in their head <laughs> and, and i think that's it you you see um, you're, you see your former self in them as well and yeah. you kind of think actually that that used to be me um and and you know I've, I've seen it with some of my friends and and you just yeah, you just it, you recall those experiences that you had again, thinking you were having the best time, but just yeah. an absolute mess. And I think that was that was the point as well. It's just it stood there looking at them and thinking, "God, that used to be me." Yeah. And I used to think, "Oh, it's amazing." The minister would think, "Oh, it's amazing." <laughs> I know. We all still think you look amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was really difficult that. Uh, but the last year was really good. So yeah. we obviously organised the Cyberspace uh, Pride, um, so it was nice to, to kind of like be part of the actual celebrations rather than attending the celebrations, uh, which which obviously made give it a different perspective, which was yeah. fun. No, I, I mean I I really enjoyed last year. Um, it, it was great to be involved. That it was the first time I'd been in the parade. Uh, it's the first time that I'd um, been involved in a in a, a, a stand or a space uh, at, uh, at Pride, and and there was a real sense of community there. But it was also nice to be able to go and you know have a wander around some of the bars and kind of down Canal Street and and experience some of. When that. you say wander, explain wander. <laughs> Well, put, put left, left foot in, well, it's more of a shuffle than a wander. Um, but yeah, you just have to kind of go with the sea of people that and get, kind of take along with it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's still it, being able to kind of dip into the, the, the messy bits almost yeah. and, and be able to go, yeah, okay, I've, I've had enough of that and, and step away again. Retreat back to the store. Uh, uh, yeah. And that's, and that's what I enjoyed most about it. It was I had somewhere that I could go and retreat to, yeah. uh, uh, but still I could obviously decide to, to go out and be with the masses and then come back again to, yeah. to uh, like the sober space, which was great. And the sober space did give us that ability where we still had tunes on. We were still, there was still that party atmosphere um, but just because it was the sober space and we were we were with the souls didn't mean that it it was any less of an experience. Yeah. Um, and I think it almost goes back to that um, 
you know, I, I always wondered how am I going to enjoy myself being sober, but it was that sober enjoyment that was, it was what it was. Yeah. So it, it was, it was just a really nice way of being able to, um, to, to celebrate pride, but also, you know, the engagement that we had with other people, yeah. um, the number of people coming up to the, to the space, um, was, uh, I was going to say quite eye-opening, really. That, it, that you know, I thought there was a really, um, really strong engagement. Yeah, it was so well received by people. The amount of comments that we had, uh, not just from uh, the other storeholders, but the people that were attending, even down to Manchester Pride getting in touch with us and saying that how well received it was by yeah. everybody. And it just said it wasn't just for sober people as well. And I just need to, to stress that point as well. The sober spaces, it's just for for anybody that's not drinking alcohol or the, the or the taking their time out or whatever they want to do. Uh, we're not the sober police, so it's, uh, please do come and see us this year. Um, so we're going to be back on Community Lane. Uh, it's going to be more of a sober environment rather than a space. Um, so we've got, like I said, we've got other alcohol and drug awareness agencies that are going to be in there as well. Uh, and we've got plenty going on. So uh, do you see Pride as a party or as a protest, if you had to pick one or the other? Oh, uh, well, as because I'm an addict, I was going to pick both, obviously. Um, um, I mean, we can talk about both after, but it's, it's yeah. from, from is our it, perspective, is it pride or pro, uh, sorry, party or protest? It, it is still a protest because there is still that, um, you know, there are still parts of society that think that being gay or, or, or celebrating pride is is wrong, and yeah. and and it, it's not. We're, we're celebrating who we are, um, and being able to celebrate that openly. You know, we we live in a society, uh, luckily uh, in the UK, where where we're able to do that. So, how does the protest side of it reflect your recovery? Um, I, I think being able to, I guess, being you know, being able to celebrate. Um, pride uh, is also part of being able to celebrate my recovery. Um, so it's encompassing all of you into it. It is, it, you know, it is, you know, I, I, I go to, to NA and it is very much about kind of, I guess, uh, the anonymity side of it. But there's, there are times when actually we do need to stand up and we do need to, to kind of say we, we are here, we are visible and, and being able to, you know, that was something that, uh, again, with the, the, the sober space last year, um, just the number of people that were saw us, yeah, you know, and and it was that that was was refreshing. Yeah, it's just making us visible. You know, we are queer, we are here, and we're also sober. And we're as also well. sober. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't at one time, well, yeah. <laughs> but we are now. Um, so for me, again, it is that that protest side of it. It's not, it's not just about us being gay and being visible. It's also about being visible in every aspect, yeah. you know, and being proud of who we are uh and, and taking that on board and letting people see that there's nothing wrong with that the fact that you've had an addiction issue no. you know you're in recovery you're doing you're sorting your shit out and you're moving forward with your life and look how amazingly we are moving forward with our and, life and that's it that that you know when you look at, at at being you know you look at just being gay you know years ago it was that it, it was something that was not spoken about and actually by you know coming out and, and speaking about it and being visible. And it's the same with, with my, um, with my addiction. Well, same with my recovery, should I say that, 
you know, I, I, I like to be visible in, in, in all aspects of, of my life because it allows me to be my authentic self. Yeah. Um, I've struggled with that in certain aspects of my life, certainly professionally, because I sometimes feel that if I'm not showing up as my authentic self, if I am holding something back, then, then, then it stops me being me. Yeah, and I think people pick up on that as well, that you're holding something back. Whether they know it or not, they kind of sense that you're holding something back. Yeah. So then they hold back, and it just makes it the whole situation awkward. Yeah. And actually, sometimes you build those those friendships, those relationships, that, that deeper connection with people by sharing those difficulties that yeah, we have. Definitely. Okay, but there is a party aspect there. <laughs> there is. I used to very much partake in the party aspect. Um, <laughs> too much. And I think it's good as well. There is that protest side about it, and I don't, that is the undercurrent with it, and I don't think people should forget about the protest side of it. If you look at uh, the big thing at the moment uh, with, with trans rights, I'm all for it. You know, If you look back, we wouldn't have our gay rights, we wouldn't have the prides, and we wouldn't have these protests if it wasn't for Stonewall. And yeah. who started off the Stonewall riots? Exactly. Uh, and um, it is really, you know, really important to make sure that that we, you know, we as a community, that that you know, everyone should have the same rights. Yeah. And it's uh, I have friends that uh, have issue with uh, trans rights, and you know, they're comfortable with their life. They're married off. They've got everything they need, and they're turning around and saying, "Oh, trans people are, are rocking the boat." You know, yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You know, you can't let them send go up on the lift, and you not send that lift back down again to help everybody. No, we're we're all equal, and and you know, we should all have the same rights, and people should not um, be dictated to as to what they can or can't. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been, uh, in inverted commas, given our rights, yeah. given us our rights, you know, uh, and there's still a lot more to, to fight for. That's why we, I think we were talking before about the, the Pride Progress flag, yeah. which is a bit of a mouthful. Uh, and I'd, I'd never really seen the, the gay flag when it was just a rainbow flag as anything but, oh, that's pretty and it looks really nice and never really, it never really, for me, represented anything until it changed into the Progress Pride flag. And now when you see it, it it has a whole different meaning. It's not just something pretty and nice mm. to look at. It actually represents something. And it is that, that when you look across all of the different flags from our community, um, you look at obviously the, the, the pride flag, you look at the, the trans flag, you look at the new progress, uh, pride progress flag, you know, and there are, there are so many others and it allows people to be able to identify with, with, you know, with their own, uh, their, with their community. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so thinking about the prejudice and the inadequacies, uh, sorry, the, the inequalities that LGBT people face on a daily basis, how much do you, of that do you think has had an impact on or led to your addiction? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think for me, it's, um, I, I think, it, how can I put it? Being gay and, and I, you know, I've never, uh, I've been in a very fortunate position where, I've never suffered, um, I guess, physical or, or mental abuse because of that. And I don't think it has, for me, contributed t- towards my addiction uh, and my issues around drugs. I, I kind of got caught up in, um, I, whether you want to call it peer pressure or, or, or the 
the the the gay scene at the time. I, I kind of got caught up with it, and it, it just kind of took me along, as it were. Yeah, uh, for me, it was slightly different. I think subconsciously, it has had uh, an impact, um, especially with uh, internalized homophobia. You know, trying to be that masculinity or hyper masculinity that a lot of people are going in for at the moment. And again, for, for me, my hands, that's where my internalized homophobia comes from. I always think I've got gay hands and they give me away. And it's the fact that I even think my hands give me away being gay is a bad thing. And yeah. obviously, it's seen gay as being a bad thing. And it's just obviously the prejudice that people have and live in, in a heteronormative world. Mm creates that and subconsciously i do think it adds some form of bearing on my addiction mm. and my issues i'm not saying that I'm, I'm dropping anchor with it and that's where it all stems from and it's it's that that their fault uh not at all obviously that that was down to me as well but i do think that that did have a part to play in it and again that's why i think it's so important that we do continue to have a uh, pride for um pride celebrations and keeping that protest going yeah. within the community how beneficial do you think the sober spaces are at Pride events? I, you know, my, my experience at Pride events that it it enables me to be able to have a space where I can relax, I can, um, uh, you know, enjoy the the celebrations, the the protest, and and just be able to, um, yeah, really, you know, really get into that Pride spirit. Um, the uh, when we uh, had the sober space last year, you know, I can remember just dancing around like a bit of a fool. I do have um, the video. I, yes, <laughs> I do have the video. Um, and but I was just, I was just enjoying myself. And I don't think um, when I'm, you know, when I kind of um, shuffled off to uh, to the rest of the village, I kind of had that because although I was with some of my friends when I did. Um, you you've just got a, I guess this awareness of everything that's going on around you. Whereas when I was um at the, at the sober space, I could just switch off from from all of that. And Do I've just- never thought about that before. And you you right? It's only until you just said that then. Yeah, so you, you could. You didn't think about anything that was no. going on around you. You're in your own space, your own environment. And then you're right. The second I walked off and went round to the other bars or down Bloom Street or to Richmond Street, the the kind of all of a sudden became aware of your yeah. surroundings well you 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 put your your guard up i suppose you you you've got to be you know for me i have to be vigilant wherever i go um when it's you know in a uh, you know say most of most of pride everyone is there drinking and doing drugs and and all of that kind of well not everyone sweeping statement but there is <laughs> but a yeah, lot there everyone. is a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of it going on and so you have to be vigilant and as soon as you are watching what's going on, looking who's around you, um, all of that. You you stop yourself being able to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, you then enter a space where you can relax. You 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 do have that ability to stop being as vigilant because you're in a safer space. Then you 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 do just enjoy it more. Yeah, I think it's good to to give people options as well. There's there's never been that option there before no. for people, and especially if you're it's your first time going to a pride yeah. events. You're young, you presuming. So I'm just again another sweeping statement. If you're young and it's your first pride event that you're going to, uh, and you're nervous, you know it's nice to know that there is that that there's an option there for you to go to a sober space rather than feeling that you've got to be thrown into the drinking and the doing drugs and being in in that environment. There is actually a different perspective for you. And there's a different place for you to to go. 
And I, I was chatting with a work colleague the other day, and um, it, he was saying his daughter actually, you know, his daughter doesn't drink, and it's it's you know it's it's a choice not for any reason that she just doesn't want to. And yeah. actually, when you're in that environment where everyone else is drinking, and you're given an option of well, actually, you can go to this you know area, this space where you know people are not going to be drinking, then it gives, as you say, it gives people that other option to be able to go somewhere where you're not getting you know, jostled and pushed and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so but you no, might be jostled and well, pushed. Well, that depends. In, everything. Well, yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we're just looking now at some top tips for surviving Pride when you are sober. Um, so the first one on there we can do is, is go with the friends. Um, so they don't have to be sober. I mean, it's obviously Andy if they, they are sober. Um, but just having that conversation with them and then them understanding where you're at if you've got any triggers or anything. Yeah, I think having that, um, you know, having someone that you can go with who knows your your situation, who is, you know, who understands that, you know, going to Pride is 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 a big thing. Yeah. Going to Pride sober is kind of a bigger, bigger thing. thing. <laughs> so, you know, knowing... Uh, having someone that understands that um, is is really really important. I think as well, it's also having that that kind of that exit strategy. So if you're in a situation where you think actually I don't feel comfortable, or I think you know if if you have addiction issues, if you think you you're going to relapse or, or or anything like that, that you can uh, hopefully speak to a friend and say you know I I need to leave. Um, or, or finding a, a space or a person or even one of the stewards there to say, look, I, th- this is what I need to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think if you don't have that exit strategy, that's when things can uh, – you don't know Spiral what to expect. Rather quickly. Can, yes, exactly. So I think making sure that you've got that that plan in your head so you know – should something unexpected happens, you're not caught off guard. Yeah. And it, again, it's known when to leave as well. You know, you, you can stay there for a couple of hours, but as soon as you start feeling tired or it's becoming overwhelming or there's too many people around or you're around people that are obviously overusing yeah. and overabusing, you know, and you don't feel comfortable, is is know when to leave and yeah. make sure, like you said, to get, you've got an exit strategy so you know where to go. Yeah, and I think it is important that, that you know, if you are um, vulnerable or if you think that, that, you know, you are going into a place where you're not completely comfortable, then, then you know, don't go on your own. I yeah. think that's one of the important things, that make sure you go with a friend, someone that you can trust, someone that, um, you know, that, that has your back. Yeah. The other thing that we can do as well is obviously join a sober group like Sober Gay Socials and actually organise an event and actually go with a group of people. And then at least, obviously, there's safety in numbers, yeah. people with you, with you like-minded people and people understand what, what's going on at the time. And I think as well, you know, if, if you are interested in going to Pride and, and you don't have friends to go with then you know reach out to us at, at sober gay socials um come and see us at the uh, in the sober space and you'll be able to um you know have those like-minded people around you so you can still enjoy pride yeah. uh, without having to get caught up in all the melee perfect um, and obviously we're talking about finding out the, the sober spaces so yeah so a lot of the events will actually advertise and post about the sober spaces obviously we will be uh, posting advertising the ones that we're organizing so before you even attend the events have a search through to like manchester prime's website or have a look on sulfur prime's website or again look at uh, sober gay socials we will definitely be advertising hours on there 
The other option that you can do as well is volunteering. Now, I think this is a really good idea, just from obviously the benefit that we had doing the sober space last year. Volunteering as a steward at a Pride event, obviously, it's really rewarding. It's giving back to your community. Plus, it keeps you active and helps to prevent you from thinking about, obviously, any cravings or any triggers that you may have. You tend to be with a group of people, you know, and you, you're wandering around. So you're kind of like dipping in and out, but you're not in with the crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it allows you to be able to, as you say, you know, you can meet new people. You, uh, when, when you're stewarding, normally there'll be a, a group of you that, that will work together. Um, and it allows you to be able to, yeah, build that friendship network as well. You, you're able to actually see some of the activities that are going on. Um, and yeah, it's very much about, you know, giving something back that, that I think is, is so important. Definitely. Um, and finally, be proud. You are at a pride celebration. So celebrate every piece of who you are, including your recovery. Uh, and if obviously you were saying before you, people might be nervous uh, and it might be a bit overwhelming for them so instead of putting yourself if you feel like you might be putting yourself at risk why not have your own pride events uh, in your own back garden or even do it in your local park just get your friends round, get a theme get some pride flags out and about and some bunting do a little picnic on the lawn or something just enjoy yourself but don't forget to celebrate obviously your individualness uh, and uh, be proud and uh, loud yeah i saw in uh in one of my news feeds there is that i think they said it was the shortest pride parade uh, somewhere <laughs> i can't remember i want to say maybe rugby somewhere i can't remember um but yeah the, the parade was 80 meters long uh, and it went down someone's close and then back up the close the other way. And they said they started it during lockdown. And it's just a really small community, but they just have a day where they celebrate pride. And yeah, I think things like that are, are really, not only is it important, but it brings the community together. Oh, definitely. Okay, well, that was great. Thanks very much, Chris, for joining me today and being uh, on the show. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I am at Cub7 uh, on Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook. Perfect. And you can also follow us on Instagram as well as join the Sober Gay Socials Facebook group where you'll be able to meet all of our fantastic members as well as see all of our upcoming uh, social events. Just search Sober Gay Socials or click on the links provided in the show notes. For information about our free counselling sessions available to UK residents only or to be a guest on the show, then please send an email with your contact details to hello at sobergaysocials.org.uk. If you'd like to find out uh, what other sober events are going on in in your area, then you can also head on over to the SoberSocials.co.uk. Michael Sargood, who is the founder, does a fantastic job of supporting the sober community by advertising all of their events on his website. Plus, if you join the members group, you'll also get discounts on certain brands and products. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe, like, and leave a review. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Well, that's all from me. Thanks very much for listening, Sober Tribe, and I will speak to you soon.